MVG, how are you doing today? Hey, what's up, John? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. At MVG here. This is uh, the new show starting. Going to put some of it on the Clips channel. Going to put the full audio up on on the SoundCloud, and I'm going to figure out Spotify at some point. MVG knows Spotify. He'll, he'll yeah. help me with that. I have no idea. So right. uh, I'm, I'm honored to be your uh, first guest on on the uh, podcast. So yes. Uh, you are technically yeah. the first the first guest on the podcast. It's a one-on-one podcast compared to the Spawncast, which is like a it's like a free for all there. So it's chaotic, but it's fun. It's kind of its own Saturday night, you know, like I said, Saturday night free for all. So I figure if we do something like this, you know, it could be a bit a bit more interesting for the guest that comes on and gets a little more time to to go over random things that that are going on or yeah. or, or some history. So I, I just thought it'd be kind of fun to to go over some things. Um, how's how's everything in your world, MVG? Before we before we go over a few things uh, here. Well, thank you for asking. I mean, it's uh, it's been a pretty busy world for me. Like you know, COVID has been obviously a very very difficult time for many of us. Um, and kind of like you, man. Like I, the only thing I know how to do when when things are up against it is just put my head down and just keep working. You know what I mean? So um, I've been pretty busy with YouTube and and game dev stuff so it's it's just you know just keeping busy is, is my main thing really like i don't i don't like to just you know stand around and wait for something to happen i just how's it. the oh yeah how's how's the developer stuff been since technically everyone's working from home now right and you you can give us a little i guess a, a slight insight to to some of your experiences with how that is i mean everyone's at home everyone's yeah. trying to communicate it's probably i assume it's easier for developers to go into an office be around those people and they yeah. can just go to someone if they need to ask about an asset or or part of the environment or qa or something is it like emails constantly going back and forth to make it work now yeah so i work for um, well I, i'm contracted and i work um with night dive and limited run um so i, I kind of help both of them out both those companies out with you know certain projects that they have going on um unfortunately i can't really answer that like oh yeah makes sense. both companies are kind of virtual anyway night dive is a 100 virtual company oh. limited run they have a they have an office um but the uh, all the dev stuff doesn't happen in the office they usually tend to just you know have people work remote anyway so but the way that the way that night dive works is yeah i mean it's we sit on we literally sit on discord and um we we basically talk about you know what we need and um we have a meeting once a week on discord um just to catch up on on projects and stuff like that so we kind of don't really know any other way so um yeah i mean i'm not really sure about you know the i guess the traditional office environment um with, with that stuff but when I used to work in an office, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely something that you know it would you basically want everyone there, you know. And if you're not if you're not really equipped to work remote, it does it can be very trying. And I think that's why a lot of companies, and we saw this last year, you know, we had a lot of games games get delayed and and announcements made about games, you know, getting pushed back simply because yeah they weren't equipped to handle the working from home stuff there's just so much involved in in working from home that you don't even think about so um but yeah for us it's been you know it's been kind of business as usual actually so it's, it's actually worked out well okay i'd be thinking of like because like in my area their upload speed is terrible here just trying to pass files larger files back and forth like yeah. i have no idea how you would do that if you're stuck on like 10 up or something in your area because um, around here with comcast it's like if you get 20 up you're lucky I had to yeah. have them come out and do like some special stuff to the house to get forty up, <laughs> just for that, which is which is mind blowing. I'm hoping that with it's probably how- a firmware update, right? They just they just bump something in the firmware. Dude, they had and, to come and- out. They had to come out and like run wire and cables. Like the oh, dude wow. was out here for like two hours doing it. I'm like, what? What is happening? I, I guess they, they apparently they had to run a specific line from the box outside my house to like the box down the street or something through all these nodes down the street, yeah. and it's just. It's amazing to me that like Comcast is still behind on some of this stuff because you figure now with Zoom and Discord and remote work that they would kind of get you know kicked in the butt a bit to like hey you guys gotta improve some of this stuff because now everyone's using it. Um, I imagine those those fifty person Zoom calls are getting very common now for some yeah. of these businesses. So it's I, I'm ready for Comcast to improve because you're telling me you got like a gig up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like, yeah. that's what I want. I get a gig down and then like 40 up. <laughs> yeah, like- you, if you can get fiber, fiber internet, jump on it. I mean, you, you, obviously yourself, I mean, 
it would be something that you would want to you'd want to get especially for your uploads and stuff for youtube it does help but um yeah i mean having fast internet or good internet is obviously important and um most of the folks that that work um at night dive um yeah we all have pretty good internet which is which is good but yeah i mean you kind of you're kind of limited to the speed capacity that you have so you tend to you don't tend to go crazy with with you know using bandwidth and stuff like that um but you know it's just part of working working remote i guess that you are going to be you know literally logged into your internet all day and using bandwidth that you normally wouldn't yeah so it it does kind of work out for you too doing youtube videos every week as well since you're at home and uh yeah You've, you've, you've done a lot with the, the legacy hardware and emulation. You showed off that Series S, which was pretty cool. By the way, that's still your main Xbox platform for next gen, right? We're still trying yeah. to get you a Series X. Yeah, I'll, I'll get one eventually. Okay. Like, I think I think if I get one, it'll just be for... Compa- I mean, if I get one, I'll, I'll definitely migrate to the Series X. But yeah. right now, like, I don't really feel like there's a compelling reason to mm. migrate to a Series X. Like, right now. Like, I mm-hmm. mean... I think over time that's going to change, you know, when when Halo Infinite comes out um, yeah. and some of the the bigger games start to start to come out, and we and we do start to see the Series X kind of pull away from the Series S because, like right now, they're pretty comparable other than just resolution. Really, it's a lot I mean, of backwards compatible yeah. stuff right now. So yeah, yeah. If you look at the games that have come out, like you know Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs and and even Hitman um, that just came out, Hitman Three and and Forza. Um, the Series S is right there with the Series X as far as you know, resolution. Uh, not resolution, as far as frame rates, resolution. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a there's a there's a gap there, but it's really just kind of neck and neck with it. So you know, I think eventually, maybe next year. Um, I don't think Halo Infinite will be the one. You know, will be the game that that changes everything. But I think next year we'll start to see the Series X really start to pull pull away from the Series S. I think and. You know, when when that time comes, um, you know, Perfect Dark, and I'm not saying Perfect Dark's next year, but you know, when when the the next batch of Xbox games start to come out, the exclusives, um, I'll probably jump on the Series X. Yeah, we need point. like a we need yeah. like a Fable, like a big open world, you know, yeah. game that pushes the generation a bit with with visuals. Right. That that could be the one where it comes out and it's like, yeah, it's 1080 30 on the Series S, but then it's like you know, 4K yeah. native 30 or something on the on the X. It just looks so much better. Uh, that yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I was thinking more of the space constraint as well on that series s because you're i have to imagine you're passing games around left and right to, to make um, it work yeah I, I am i am somewhat uh, i'm kind of used to it now to be honest mm. with you and uh, i'm kind of keeping an eye on those um those external storage devices <laughs> like yeah. some, some sometimes they'll drop 50 bucks um okay so yeah. if, if yeah. i can find one on sale i may grab one of those but i mean the, the goal is to you know upgrade to a series x i just think right now it's just it's not really worth it. And I've been having fun with the Series S. I mean, it's a, it's a fun system. and I, I think that yeah. one can be more interesting sometimes because you see what $300 will get you with some of these games and then you hear 120 and yeah, the, you know, Gears is doing 120 frames on it and things like yeah. that. Is, it is interesting to see how, how, I guess, much it punches above its weight when it comes to the price. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. I think it's definitely surprised. It surprised many of us. It surprised me. I know that, like, um, you know, I... I wasn't really a believer in the Series S on paper, the specs, because I felt like ray tracing and 120 FPS were kind of soft features that weren't really going to be made, taken advantage of, you know? Mm. Um, but, you know, we've seen that it can already do 120 in some games. It can do 4K in, in very, very limited fashion, but it can do 4K. Microsoft didn't didn't kind of eliminate that, you know, that restriction. They just allowed developers to bump it up to 4K if they wanted to. So yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty it's a like and for two ninety nine and and now um, now that you can play um, you know uh, the uh, the free to play games without a with it without a paywall it, it makes it really compelling for two ninety nine I think a lot of people uh, are looking at the, at that system thinking maybe this is my my path to next gen you know good three hundred dollar Fortnite box for Christmas yeah, time what they definitely. should have they should have a Fortnite bundle. But for Christmas, like in 2021, I, I would be shocked if Microsoft does not do that. Oh, yeah, uh, they, they have to do that. They so got to do that. I brought I brought up the Xbox though with the emulation you did on the Series S and all of this because I was double checking just to make sure. And I realized that the original Xbox this year, 2021, is going to turn 20 years old. Yeah, I know. That's crazy to think about, isn't it? November 15th, 2001, the original what, Xbox came out. What were you doing in 2001 2001 that would have been uh i'd have been going into high school then 
Yes, I'd been going to high school because I had my original Xbox yeah. uh, when Halo, Halo was out. And that was at whatever everyone would just, you know, throw the Xbox in their backpack and go to someone else's house. And we'd set up wires all over the place. So we had four Xboxes and four CRTs and do all of that. Uh, and then we got Halo 2 and that went to online. But the the original Xbox was awesome. And I, I, I figured this out after a while, okay, is that you were the one, I guess, creating some of the emulators for the original Xbox because I did eventually soft mod my Xbox and I had to have been using some of those emulators then. You probably were, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a long time ago, but basically, yeah, I was uh, one of, wasn't just myself, there was a couple of other guys that we kind of worked together um, and we basically started porting emulators and getting all sorts of things running on the original xbox it was a fun time and uh, i i really kind of have a lot of good memories from from that era you know it was fun which one which which emulators did you did you port do you remember off the top of your head which exactly which ones you ported at the time yeah uh, the first one that i did was um i ported an snes emulator okay over, which i definitely used my, one of those <laughs> probably my most popular one um and that was i remember it well because before that like i i was always a fan of emulation but emulation back then was it was kind of primitive you know it was a lot more wasn't really as mature it is now where you can pretty much run anything um like you can run ps3 and and switch and and wii u games right so back then um there was a lot of i guess it was still very immature as far as what you could run and and everything and i remember when the xbox came out um i just had finished um college and you know i i I got a computer science degree, so I, I knew how to write code, but I did I never had any experience in like writing emulators or porting emulators or anything. But I knew I knew how to look at code, I knew how to read code. So when the Xbox came out, and I don't know if you remember, but like it came out in November of two thousand one, and dude, it was like maybe three or four weeks had passed, and it was already hacked, right? So it was quick because they just yeah, used, they just fast. used PC parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like people were like taking the hard drive out and you know mounting them into PCs and seeing if they could read the contents and hot swapping you know the DVD drive, like doing all sorts of stuff. But eventually, they figured that um, they found out that the uh, that was that bus, the L- LPC bus was was read write, and you could you bridge some points on the on the uh, on the TSUP, you could flashing your firmware and all that stuff, and that's. That was kind of their entry point into modding the system. So I was keeping a close eye on it and I got one on launch day and I was playing Halo and everything, but I was getting bored and I was kind of following along what was going on with this original Xbox scene that they had finally figured out how to how to run homebrew on it and 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 get and get, you know, unsigned code running. So I was like, well, I want to get into this world. You know, how do I how do I get into this world? Like I want to figure this out. So I remember I downloaded um I um at SDK um on the internet. So someone had leaked the SDK. I mean, you want you want to talk about leaks <laughs> like in 2021? I mean, leaks were happening like 20 plus years ago, right? So they were someone... really inexperienced at the time, though. Microsoft. I mean, they yeah. obviously upped the security as they went along with even they the Xbox did. One and all of this. But like that at that time, it was like the Wild West for Microsoft. Yeah. So someone had leaked the SDK, and I downloaded it and uh, I installed it. And to my surprise, I was looking at the docs and everything. I was like, you know, I think I can, I think I can figure this out. Like, I, I have enough experience where I think I can like port an emulator to to the Xbox. And um, I remember I I started porting everything, and it uh, it it kind of came came quite naturally to me. Like, I I got some results up and running pretty quickly. And at the time, I remember I still didn't have a modded Xbox because this was still very early on. But eventually, you know, maybe a, a week or two later. I got my Xbox modded, and that was this was with a 29 wire mod chip, by the way. This wasn't the soft mod oh, stuff because wow. that, that, yeah. that stuff came that, that stuff came much later. Um, that was like the 007 and the the uh, Splinter the, Cell stuff. There was Splinter Cell, Mech Assault, and 007. And I remember yeah. what would happen was I worked at GameStop at the time. I, I realized this had to have been going on because what would happen is someone would come in. And they'd be like, do you have 007 or do you have Mac Assault or Splinter Cell? Do you have that used? And, yeah. You know, we'd go get it and sell it to them. They'd be back like an hour later returning it. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah, I know what you're doing here. And then, so what I ended up doing, I remember I, I had a, I ended up hacking or soft mining a couple of different Xbox. And I, I think I almost did every single way you could outside yeah. of what you did where you had to like do full mod chip stuff. I yeah. did the method where you had to have your PC open and your Xbox open and you hot swap the cables. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. doing that. And that, that took so long. It took me like two hours just to get it 
all timed up and working right we got to pull the ID ek bot put the one in from the pc and make that all timed up correctly mm-hmm. um that's the first way i think i did it the other way was was though with um splinter cell and uh, i did have to create a female usb uh port for it and yeah, i did that the usb yeah i remember i cut the uh the extension cable you can get and then i just wired it up with like a usb uh, USB port, and that was how I got it to work for Splinter Cell, because then it reads it as like a memory card, your yeah. uh, USB. So there were so many different ways to like soft mod this Xbox, uh, which yeah, is hilarious that, to look back on. There was a couple of different ways. Um, so I had the tw- the original mod chips were 29 wire, um, literally 29 wires. You would flip the motherboard upside down, and you'd be sitting there just, you know, soldering oh, wow. wires onto the board, and you know, hopefully one of them didn't come off or anything like that. But I got, I got it all up and running. And um, yeah, like once I, I got into that world, I realized that, you know, the Xbox is just a PC, really. You know, like it, it runs x86 code. It runs DirectX. Um, so you can kind of write code on your PC and then port it over to the original Xbox without too much difficulty other than the memory constraints because it only had 64 megabytes of RAM. You know, so you had to be mindful of that. But um, as far as the stuff that I did that kind of stands out, the Super NES emulator was probably the big one because that was kind of what got me, like, a reputation and a name in the homebrew scene. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so, And that was my first one. But I also did um, Surreal 64, which was an N64 emulator. And that was, that was a big one too because no one really thought you could do N64 on the original Xbox because it was too confined and, and everything. But we, we got it working. Um we got it working pretty well, actually. We could you could run like Perfect Dark and Conquer. See, that's and... weird because that's the, that was the generation before it. Well, yeah, it was the sixty four. So you're looking at that and you're like, the sixty four feels like it like just came out recently and it's already like playable on the Xbox. Uh, that'd be yeah. like if we started emulating the the Xbox One on the PS five right now or something. So that that was weird. I remember seeing that. And I was like, how are they doing that already? That's weird. <laughs> Um, but then I downloaded yeah, we, the emulator course. <laughs> yeah, started we using did, it. We did all sorts of cool stuff. We had some really smart people. Um, it wasn't just me. There was there was a group of us. We we would hang out on. Back then it was uh, IRC. So there was this mm-hmm. kind of Xbox developers group. Um, it was a private channel, and we would just share information. Like if someone discovered that you could, um, you know, do something cool with the Xbox, they would just like paste the source code for everyone else to to grab. So it was. Everyone was kind of working towards a common common goal, and that was literally just to run everything possible on the OG Xbox and try to make it this, like, you know, all-in-one entertainment center device yeah. for, your, for your living room. So, like, the, the you know, remember the Xbox Media Center stuff? The XBMC, um, yeah, yeah. That was so really cool. I didn't, I didn't, like, I wasn't involved in that, but I knew all the developers on it, and, man, they were doing some really cool stuff. Like, you know, that was you could stream, and this was back in 2001, 2002. You could stream, you know, XVIDs and DivXs over, over the network onto your big TV, and they were already doing things like 720p and 1080i and just, just stuff that almost was before its time, you know, really, if you think about it. And uh, these guys were doing, and you know, shoutcasts and, and um connecting uh to um you know like youtube and stuff like that this was already happening and they did some really cool stuff so you know, a combination of i guess the emulation stuff which was pretty much what i was working on the homebrew stuff and then kind of these you know media center type things kind of just made it just like it was it was the ultimate you know device for for homebrewing and um Honestly, man, like I think it's been surpassed in recent times because you know you've got like the Switch is a great handheld. The Vita's got really good homebrew, and the Wii U is another one that that surprises me too because that's that's like that's got a really good homebrew scene. But for the longest time, it was never really no, nothing came close to to matching it, you know. Um, but uh, it's it's a great system, and um, yeah, man, I can't believe it's been twenty years. So. It's still, it's still actually, it still holds up all right as a, as an emulation device, especially if you yeah. like. People have done a lot. They they added more RAM. It went up to like one hundred twenty eight megabytes. People did that. They changed yep. the entire CPU out, which mm-hmm. all that's something I've wanted to try. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. But like the RAM doesn't look too bad because you're just putting chips down. I believe yep. on empty slots. I think that are just that's on right. the board. So I've thought about that, and uh, the the CPU is the one that's that's still a bit like dicey because i don't know if all the files and stuff are available for that like i thought there was like a group that had it and they weren't releasing it It was it was kind of all over the place but the ram looked pretty straightforward that's my understanding there is there is information on how to do it but i think the group that's that's doing it 
you know, they don't want to release their information, which I get it. Um, but it would be really cool if there was an open source, you know, design to to upgrade your processor because you can upgrade your processor because it's, I mean, it's a, at the end of the day, you know, the the Xbox is just PC parts, you know, on, on a custom motherboard. You know, you've yeah. got, got IDE, you've got a Pentium or a Celeron processor, you've got RAM, you've got, you know, an IDE um, uh, DVD drive. It's essentially just a PC at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, it was it was those are that was the good time in gaming though back then before before Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, man. It was some, some good memories uh of those days and, and and really it's kind of what got me a job in the game industry, you know, ultimately because Yeah, you're I, an interesting story because you started yeah. out doing that stuff and then you got basically scooped up for the talent and uh yeah. and found your way in the in the game development that way. Well, it was it's funny. Um, it was really the uh, the Diablo stuff I did on the Switch that got me got me recognized. <laughs> That's um, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So what what happened was so when the Switch came out, I was I was messing around with homebrew on the Switch because you know the Switch is so it's in many ways the Switch reminds me of the OG Xbox days because number one it's really easy just to to modify right you just do the the paperclip and and all that stuff um, and then the the homebrew dev tools that are out for it probably some of the best i've ever used like it's right there with just the official stuff as far as what it can do mm. and 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 the, and the power it has so it was very very comfortable working on on homebrew on the switch and when i did that diablo port i didn't realize how much it would blow up um but you know i mean it's diablo it, man yeah <laughs> so i think kotaku and some publications picked it up and that was ultimately what got me recognized and and you know that's why um uh, folks like night dive and limited run reached out to me and said hey would you be interested in in doing some contract work for us and you know that's that's where it all started so see so everyone out yeah. there it does happen that that is a, that is an actual thing it, it, it's interesting because you know what is what is the the real path into the video game industry right like you know I, I talked to a lot of people about how they got into the industry and a lot of people kind of went the the traditional way you know they went to college and they got a degree in in something and they started applying for jobs as soon as they graduated but i hear a lot of stories about people that just kind of did things on their own and and kind of got recognized um especially in like journalism and stuff like that um you know youtube as well so i mean i don't know if there's a, a right way to get into the game industry but hey man um you know if, if if my video gets picked up or recognized by kotaku or someone and it gets me some you know some people wanting to work with me then you know i'm all about that stuff so we've seen yeah we've seen like publishers and studios and stuff do that like sega is known very well for doing that's how we got sonic mania they were just like let's, yeah. let's work with the people who are making better sonic games than us and absolutely well, let's, let's give them a budget and make a good sonic game so and yeah. then now everyone's looking forward to i would say more so now sonic mania 2 than they are for a 3d sonic game so yeah that's true although i mean i wouldn't mind a, a sonic collection a 3d collection of like sonic adventure 1 and 2 or something um that'll be brought, cool brought yeah. to a modern modern audience even though you know people don't care for sonic adventures 2 as much um i'd still like to see it yeah, it's, it's do that Sonic one or you do Sonic Adventure one and two, and I'm trying to Son, Sonic Colors maybe I'm trying to think of what you can throw Ooh. in there that's not like you're not going to put Sonic O six in there I don't think Sonic, Sonic Colors would be a good one that would be a great one to bring bring to 2021 I think yeah the game has aged really well they've done like the 2D collection they did that back on the GameCube I remember getting that on the GameCube and playing it so like it maybe it is about time for a Sonic 3D collection after what we saw with the Mario 3D collection. Why not do, do that for it, Sonic? I think it's, you know, if Sega, it doesn't seem like Sega's that interested in working on new stuff, but if they can go back and just get a port studio to, to help out with, with something like this, I think, honestly, I think it would do really well for them. You know, if they did that, I think so too. A yeah. lot of gamers are old now, so we'd buy it yeah. on nostalgia alone. We'd be like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Sonic adventure one, two and colors even. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy that. Sure. Why not? Uh, that would be a good one. Okay, so <laughs> I also I also wanted to talk to MVG about this Xbox Live stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. This thing this thing exploded on Friday when and it basically started and ended all on Friday, where they tried to double the price essentially, and then they backed off of it very very quickly, like in like twelve hours. Somebody had to go there at midnight my time and like update the blog post. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was Xbox Live Gold Team. 
Um, but it's, it's $60 for six months. Everyone realized what that was, $120 a year. And that was, I mean, to play Fortnite, it was going to be $120 a year, basically. They they re- they retracted the the need for the subscription service for free-to-play, which is good. Yeah. Um, but it did it was not a great look for Microsoft on Friday. That was I, I don't really know what happened with that whole thing. I know you and Nate did a, a, a discussion on this, right? Yep. So that that was that was interesting to see. You guys had Chez Gordon on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh it seemed like everyone realized that, that was not a good idea, but Microsoft, it was very weird how much they missed on that. Yeah, it seems like they I mean, they obviously dropped the ball on this one. Um and, you know, they quickly retracted it, which having Jess Corden on was interesting because what he was saying was it seemed like that before the big publications got a hold of this story and I'm not we're not talking about you know the video game outlets because they all covered it but you know CNN BBC you know the the big kind of international or or worldwide you know media outlets they didn't catch on to the story because Microsoft had quickly backtracked so Jez was saying if they had a caught onto it, it would have been really a bad look for them. It was pretty bad anyway, but I think ultimately, you know, I, I don't, I don't, um, I understand what Microsoft was trying to do. Like, if you look at your Netflix subscription, if you have Netflix, you're paying 15 a month. And I think they just announced a $2 a month price increase. Mm-hmm. So Microsoft essentially were trying to do the same thing here in that, you know, just increase the price a little. But I guess what they really didn't figure out was, number one, that you've got Sony across the fence looking at them saying, well, hold on, you guys just doubled your price. You know, our service is like half the price of yours right now. Um, and number two, in, they didn't really offer anything, you know, in return for, mm. for that increase, you know, like no free games or, or nothing, you know, or, or, or maybe, you know, offer um, an incentive to, you know, to migrate to Game Pass or anything like that. So ultimately, it was just it was just bad, man. I mean, it, you know, like I'm I'm just sitting here trying to justify how it got to Phil Spencer de- Phil Spencer's desk and how he signed off on this and and approved it, and I just don't know how that would have happened. But that I guess is the it weird did, right? thing to me is yeah. somehow it went through him and he was like, oh, that's a good idea. Like I don't I don't really <laughs> know how that happened exactly because you mentioned Netflix. I think that Microsoft could have. Like, if it was just Game Pass right now, they probably could have raised the price on just Game Pass. Yeah. Like, if it was like, oh, it's going to go to 17 a month now or something from 15, they probably could have done that because then they would announce, like, oh, like, a big game is, is coming to the service or something. Or pe- people see value in that. I feel like people are just trying to figure out why Xbox Live Gold even exists right now, like, yeah. at, its, at its current price of 60 a year. And then you go and you double it, and now they're even more confused because if you really think about it, like, if, if people look outside of Xbox, you also got to look still in Microsoft, but outside of Xbox and ask why are like PC players able to play this for free. Yeah. Uh, and now, and then you want to go to 120. So if you play gears five on your Xbox, $120 a year, then whereas if you play gears five, the same game on the PC, it doesn't cost anything to play online, but you still have friends list and all of these other things attached to that. It was, it's very odd to like try to figure out what Microsoft is doing with this service right now. Yeah. It's, it is interesting because, going back to the og xbox you know xbox live existed back then but it was a it was it was a different service right so when the 360 mm-hmm. came out they retired the og xbox live in 2010 and they they kept the same infrastructure on the 360 xbox live when they went to the xbox one so xbox live essentially is the same thing across both the 360 and the xbox one and now obviously the the series machines so I would have expected maybe they would have done a similar thing where they just put a stake in the ground and said, okay, we're going to, we're going to be sunsetting Xbox Live, you know, 360 and Xbox One. Um, and, you know, going forward, we're going to be getting you onto Game Pass. And I kind of expected maybe they would announce that, I don't know, you know, within the next 12 to 12 months to 24 months that they would be kind of shutting down Xbox Live Gold. And maybe they still will. You know, maybe that was their plan to do this, but... It seems like they were doubling down on it, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like they're they're like you know they're looking to take it away, and that's that's where it kind of got really confusing to me. You know, I haven't even thought of that, like firing up an Xbox 360 and going on an Xbox Live with that, like go on the store, yeah. and I haven't even thought of doing that, and that's still active. Yeah, it still works. Yeah, um, absolutely. You can still oh, download you know XBLA games and um, you know all that stuff, and yeah, it's it's still there. And I think that's the part that 
I, I, I question the most about this, and in, in that is, you know, they, they continue to use the, that Xbox Live Gold because remember on the 360 you had, remember how you, how you had silver and that was kind of just the mm-hmm. base level. You didn't have matchmaking, you didn't have voice chat, you didn't have cloud saves and all that stuff. And they took that away, um, you know, as as a feature. So they never really knew, I guess they de- they don't really know what to do with Xbox Live Gold, you know. It's kind of this other, you know, feature that they have or this other service that they have that they just don't know how to deal with right now. I think when Game Pass came in and took over, that was great for them. But now they've got this Xbox Live Gold thing and they're like, well, how do we we get people over to to Game Pass? And look, there was some talk that, you know, they did this so they could get more people to migrate to Game Pass. And maybe that's one way to, to look at it. I don't necessarily agree with that though. Like, I just feel like, they don't know what to do with with this live gold stuff anymore. Yeah, like, it's just literally sitting out there, and and I think maybe they just felt like, look, most people are migrating to Game Pass, and for the for those that don't, um, you know, and and if you're coming in new, because remember one, I guess one thing that that wasn't communicated very well when this all went down was if you already have live gold, you get grandfathered, you, you don't pay anymore, you won't pay anymore, right? But if you if you sign up as a new person to Live Gold, then you'll pay that you know one hundred and twenty dollars a year type of thing. So you kind of do get the feeling that they're trying to move people to 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 um to Game Pass. But I just felt like you know the optics behind it and, and everything that just happened, um, and even if there was information that was you know was kind of left out or, or wasn't communicated very well, just just a bad look for them. And, and look, Microsoft they've done this stuff before, you know, um, they feel like they come up with an announcement that people are going to like, and they, they realize that they've, they've missed the mark so badly. Um, and Jez brought up a couple of good examples of, you talked about Skype, you know, Microsoft had, had acquired Skype, you know, oh, they wasted a lot of money ago. on that. <laughs> and I mean, look at that. Like no one, no one uses Skype anymore. Um, and they never really did anything with it. And the original kind of concept was to build this social media platform you know that would utilize skype as as the main kind of service kind of like what discord does now um you also mentioned onedrive as well they tried to increase the price of onedrive which is you know you get that with windows 10 um and people just said no you know we're not paying this that's because google drive exists yeah they backtracked on that as well and you're right i mean google drive is obviously their biggest competition so They've done this before. I mean, look, they're a very big company, and sometimes they just are a little out of touch with with you know the public. And I think this was one example of that. It's interesting you mentioned that because the only reason Xbox Live Gold exists is because it exists like to pay for it is because it exists in an area with no competition for it. Correct. Uh, that yeah. closed system. So it's interesting to think about that because they can't charge that on PC because people just will go to steam and, and, and play other games, yeah. you know, that aren't sold by Microsoft. Uh, so it, it is this weird situation where they're in this, I feel like this between area where they're like, we can't get rid of gold yet because yeah. we need more people to go to game pass ultimate before we do that. What they should do is just notify everyone on Xbox live gold who has that membership now that they're just being moved to game pass. And over the next year, your price won't change, but after that year or so, it's going to go up, and you have to decide if you want to cancel or not, and just immediately move everyone over, and the Game Pass numbers would explode then, and you could probably say, okay, now it's free to play online mm-hmm. at that time because we have enough Game Pass people. Yeah, and I kind of felt like, you know, when Nintendo, you know, sunsets their services like the Wii Shop and, and all that stuff, they they usually give you, you know, 12 months or so to to make your purchases and everything. I kind of feel like they should have done the same thing here or they should do the same thing here. You know, look, Xbox Live Gold is going away and, you know, we're going to give you this amount of time to, you know, to, to get everything you want off of it before we, we, we move you to Game Pass and here's here's the, you know, the migration package that we'll, we'll provide you with. But, I mean, I think they still will do that. But I guess at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if this necessarily hurts Microsoft too much i mean i think in a couple of weeks we're not going to really remember people are going to forget oh yeah, yeah. oh, oh um, cap we'll see ea or we'll see ubisoft do something dumb and everyone will move exactly. on. <laughs> and i think i think you know microsoft they they kind of dodged a bullet in in that regard like i said um none of the big kind of cnn bbc you know uh, none of those outlets picked up on the story because they had quickly gone back um 
But I also, you know, think that this was really, I mean, this has happened before, but this was really the first time that I've, I'd seen like, you know, people on social media um, reversing a decision like this. I mean, it's happened before. Don't get me wrong in, in video games, but when Microsoft was involved, um, I kind of felt like normally they would just kind of hold firm and be like, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, like when Netflix increased their price by two bucks a month, there were people that were outraged. There was, you know, people that were unhappy. There were, there were, you know, articles written about that, but you know, people were like, this sucks. Um, but you know, know, I think the issue is, I think, I think Netflix can explain why the price went up for their service. They could say, well, we're going to do more original films. They're costing us money, all this. I don't think Microsoft can really explain well enough why Xbox live gold goes up in price. Like, I don't think they can even, I don't think they have any way of communicating to people why that is because it's like yeah but it's it's 60 on PlayStation. it's 20 dollars on nintendo why isn't it 20 dollars then uh yeah. you know sure their service isn't as good but still it's it's 20 bucks to play online uh with yeah really what's peer-to-peer connections like, that is a good that is a good point and you know i maybe they could offer some more free games a month you know games with gold but honestly man i mean the, the games that they have you know that they do announce Oh, they're not they're, particularly great. Their games you know. with gold's been pretty. Th- this past, I think, th- well, I think this month coming up, they announced it actually looked decent. The yeah. past couple months have been bad. Like I, I, I'll occasionally talk about them in the news show, and I'm like, oh, this is this is this is ugly. <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> well, really just, bad sometimes. Just, just think for a sec. Like let's say they did drop Halo last year, and let's say it wasn't a disaster. Right? Let's say it was a you know a good game. Right? Mm-hmm. What if they what if they did increase the price? but then offered, you know, Halo, you know, for the first month as as a as a bonus, as a freebie. Mm. You know, would that be, would that you think would still get the same amount of outrage that it did? That's a what good question. Hmm. If, but if they had some actual value thrown on top of it, if they're like, oh, now we're going to do more games for games with gold. But the problem is, like, games with gold and Game Pass existing next to each other is weird. Yeah, it, it it's is. Like, it's very confusing. Just, just put those games in Game Pass and just charge people for Game Pass. It's like, it's very weird to do that i feel like because then it's like xbox live gold is basically just game pass light essentially so just to have a different tier for game pass and get rid of gold yeah I, I just find i just found the whole thing very strange and you know sometimes microsoft will just get rid of something over time and not really tell you about it either like mm. one thing that comes to mind is xbox live arcade right because that was remember on the 360 how massive that was like oh it was great i loved xbox week, live there arcade was, there, was, there was new games and stuff yep. and they didn't really announce that it was going away on the Xbox One. They just they no. kind of just they kind of rolled it into just their store, right? The Microsoft Store. Mm. So why not just roll Xbox Live Gold into Game Pass? You know, and and yeah. if you've got if you've got twelve months of Xbox Live Gold, um, you've got twelve months of. I think know, the best way they can do it is that it, they have Game Pass Ultimate right now. If they have like just game pass or like some other name to basically say that it's a tier below that and basically just move people over to that and you don't get the first party games that microsoft puts out day one you get like a selection of games that they deem as like b tier or something like that yeah. uh that they take out of the current selection and move it down and it's like it's like five to ten dollars a month or something and then you have ultimate that's 15 but you get all of the first party stuff then they can because apparently a lot of the a lot of the uh the executive bonuses and stuff are tied to Game Pass Ultimate. How many people they have is what, yeah. I, what I've been told. So you feel like if you just do that, you move them over and you put them under something called Game Pass, it would work for them. Yeah. I'm not sure why they haven't even come up with that. They're like, oh, if we do that, and then we can maybe get them to move up to the next tier. Do it. it just seems like gold can go away if they want it to. I it's It was just a weird day for them, I feel like. It was just, they just <laughs> yeah. they got confused and there was like a brain fart at a meeting or something and <laughs> i think so too but i mean it, it sounds like um and chess Corden mentioned that they had been working on this for a while this wasn't something mm-hmm. they just came up with you know last yep. week this was this was part of their strategy for you know early 2021 um yeah and, they got know. rid of that 12 month option last year they had sent yeah. out those cards that actually said six months for six dollars i kind of want one of those cards it's like a collector's yeah item, i think it's it's got to be at game stops and stuff in the back room or maybe walmart's <laughs> that'd be uh, fun just to have one of those Hey, maybe some of them just make their way out on the floor randomly for no reason. Like, like, cause yeah, it happens. They'll put stuff out. They shouldn't. Yeah. Um, so let me, 
let me ask you about this MVG because I feel like you have a, an interesting perspective on on something here that's like the big talk now going into 2021. That is a Switch revision and a Switch Pro or a Switch Pro yep. of some kind because you you've, you've you're developing games you know for the Switch and the other systems and all of this right. Um, some you could tell us about like Shantae right yep. that's one. Others are others are are a bit quiet now you know mm. keep keep those quiet. But uh, uh, but if you look at a Switch Pro or a Switch revision. Is it? I'm curious if it would throw a wrench into the development process for like if you're like okay, I got this switch, I got this switch light, and now I have this switch pro. I got to work on. Mm-hmm. It does the workload like double at that point if you have something like that. I think well, you'll need to test right. So I think I think from a development standpoint, it won't necessarily double, but for QA, they will probably need to test each of those. You know those those targets just to make sure i mean right now you don't test like for the switch light and you know just the regular switch what you do is you test for both handheld and docked mode right so but if if a new revision was to come along which i do believe there is a new revision that's coming and i will tell you um just disclaimer i have i have no idea if there's one coming like right even registered nintendo developers probably will find out maybe a couple of days before right so like nintendo are very very you know they they hold this information very close to their chest and until it's time to reveal that information oh i'm sure some people think you got the in over there like you already have it you already have it somewhere in the house (laughs) that's that's the part that it doesn't i don't want want to say it surprises me but i sometimes i i kind of just smirk a little bit when i read these articles about developers have the switch pro or they've been briefed up on the switch pro unless unless you're you've you've signed another nda with nintendo um, and you're maybe a first party. It's hard for me to imagine that they're talking to third parties about, mm. uh, you know, you know, targeting code to the next switch or something. But to, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, there is there is more more resources, more time that's needed. I mean, if they bring out a new revision of the hardware, and let's assume that it's targeting, um, I don't want to say 4K, but like it's it's you can upscale it to 4K, so maybe. It gets a resolution boost, maybe to you know 1080 or you know maybe maybe in 1440. Um, you would still want to test that, right? And if there is um, you know increased memory bandwidth and um, features like that, you still want to make sure that your your stuff is running on on newer hardware. But essentially, it's kind of if you think about the PS4 Pro and the Series X or the, sorry the Xbox One X. Those revisions, even though base code still runs on those revisions, you don't necessarily need to do too much work because um, remember the PS4 Pro just kind of got a couple of patches sometimes just to you know bump the resolution up. But sometimes it didn't get any pro. Some games don't get any pro features. They just kind of take advantage of some more horsepower, but they still run pretty much the same. So I think the Switch Pro um, would follow that type of you know model where it it has an improvement. In, in the areas where it needs it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to kind of start over again, or you have to really like rewrite chunks of code to, to you know, to make that happen. And, um, you know, I know there's been some talk about, um, was it engine software developers came out and said, yep. you know, they don't feel like it's, it's, they, it's something. They mentioned that uh, it would, it's not going to be as big of a deal because they still have to target the base hardware. Yeah. So they're like, I guess it'll be good if it runs it better, but we still have to work on the base hardware. But what's what's interesting to me is technically Nintendo did bring out that new 3DS XL or new 3DS, and they mm-hmm. allowed developers, I guess, to create specifically for what they want. No one was going to because they're like, we're not going to miss out on the 50 million user. But yeah. Nintendo tried it though, right? So I, I think I think it'll follow the same type of model. You know, like I think there will be some specific in features that only exist on on the new hardware and it can be up to developers to do so but ultimately you're kind of cutting out you know how many million switch owners if you do that right so we're going to get reports from nintendo and i feel like it's going to be about 80 million yeah so i don't think anyone's going to want to touch that until you know maybe a couple of years later um when you know a lot more people have migrated to a new switch for example but yeah i can i can definitely see and i i do agree with that like i think there's not going to be necessarily you know two builds two separate builds to run on a switch pro and on a base switch i think there'll be just a base switch version and they might drop a patch kind of like the ps4 ps4 pro stuff 
um to you know uncap some frame rates or maybe boost resolutions because one example that that i think about a lot when i think about a switch pro is like doom or doom 2016 or doom eternal right doom 2016 is locked at 720p no matter how far how high you push those overclocks it won't go any higher than 720p Hmm. and that's because they've got a hard cap on it right so what i could see them doing is you know dropping a patch just to uncap the the resolution or boost the resolution and and you know uncap the frame rates so that's something that i could see happen which isn't necessarily a different build of the game it's just a patch to the base version so i i could see that happening um but i do agree that i think there'll be one version of the game and you know a specific patch or some enhancements made you know on, on a pro yeah because they mentioned that they would still you would still as a developer target the base hardware to get it running there and then you'd move, think about the other uh stronger hardware but like we're already living with games that are 540p at times on the switch games that are you know in the mid 20s for frame rates i mean i think of like age of calamity because i was playing that yesterday yeah and i mean the frame rate does struggle at times with that game where you're like uh, it's, it's rough it's <laughs> you know? rough so if you bring in the the better hardware though and maybe somebody is okay with that they're like ah I don't need the next switch or the switch revision I'll just keep using this but then it you know that comes out and all of a sudden it's 108060 or something yeah. I mean it's like to me it's it's just the options are there but I I do think one of the reasons the new 3DS XL came into existence is because minecraft needed the extra ram to run oh yeah yeah so i think i actually think minecraft is one of the big reasons that the new 3ds xl even existed to the degree that it did uh that was it's a big it was a big seller for the 3ds too so absolutely no you're right and there was some other games um there was hyrule warriors as well which ran a lot better um xenoblade chronicles as well was another one i mean there was definitely some stuff that took advantage not necessarily of any new features, but just of the horsepower that it had. And I kind of see this going a very similar way, you know, 20 frames per second on Hyrule Warriors. A lot of people, look, a lot of people won't even know what we're talking about. Like they'll play the game and they're like, this game's fine. You know, the majority of people will will do that. But there are a lot of other people that will say that it's running very laggy because they know what they're looking for. So I think, you know, there's definitely an audience there for, for those people. And I think Nintendo is is working on something um if it comes out this year i think it will you know i'm I'm guessing later this year we'll see something but you know they may not drop something until next year honestly they may go another year this year they've got it seems like they've got a lot of things going on this year we don't know yet but you know we're expecting you know legend of zelda stuff to come out a collection maybe or maybe breath of the wild to dropping there's a lot of anniversaries they have this year so maybe they they sit on the new hardware for another for another year, a maybe. Of, yep, a lot of Pokemon stuff should happen. Yeah. Uh, I would like to think Bayonetta three will yeah. come out. Uh, you know that would be nice. Maybe they show Metroid Prime four in some capacity. Uh, right. No more Heroes three. Uh, we have some stuff coming up next month. So there, there is a lot. You're right. There are a lot of things already kind of planned right now for yeah. for the year for just the base switch. Uh, yep. So it's it's possible that they don't push new hardware till like the beginning of next year. I just think if you wait too long, we might as well start talking about next generation Switch. At, That's at that true. Time. Yeah, because you, you get to a point where it's like we've waited too long, so maybe we should just write out the whole generation. And look, it's Nintendo. We never really know that's what true. they're up to they did announce you know, we, the 2ds xl randomly one night so yeah that's true but i mean i think this with this one there's been a lot of smoke you know there's been a lot of stories you know bloomberg articles um you know stories about you know screens and and it just seems like something is happening and and i do think you know i do think there is something happening this year i just don't know when that will you know what i turned on that og vita the other day when i was doing a video for it and I saw that OLED screen, and I'm, I was thinking, yeah, that would be that'd be nice to have on that Switch. Now I'm thinking about it, looking it's right inc- at that screen. Man, it's incredible! Uh, it's incredible that screen. Like, I, I do wonder if they would go with OLED though, because I mean, I think that would potentially increase the cost, you know, yeah. of bill of materials. But man, that would be sweet if they dropped an OLED screen. I still on, can't on believe the, the Vita got an OLED screen in like 2011 or whatever. Man, that that's, Vita that's was, be- so that Vita was before that Vita was before its time in so many ways. I, I love that system. Yeah. Well, the I, the word is they'll change the screen in some way, and then I'm sure the system will get a bump in power of just just because it's like, well, we we'll use a newer chip or just updated hardware on it, so it'll get some kind of boost most likely. And uh, I think so. me, I I I want to see them, and you know, obviously with with next gen that's just come out, it, it's 
it's really kind of shown you the gap between the switch and and the ps5 and the xbox series x now but i i would like to see some type of you know ai upscaling that's been done to reconstruct the you know the the frame buffer on on a 4k display because i mean a lot of us now have 4k tvs mm-hmm. you can you can get a, a base level or a cheap 4k tv for next to nothing these days so and some look quite honestly some of the games when you dock them on the switch now don't look particularly great and i think i think nintendo is aware of that and i think they are looking at at making you know their their image quality a lot better um but for that to happen obviously they also need to improve some areas of of the hardware as well you know cpu gpu memory bandwidth and stuff like that so hey, i do the, expect, the expect hybrid, that the hybrid concept works might as well build on it that's the way i yep. see it they, they, hit, yeah. they struck gold with that absolutely and you know you can still undock your switch and play it um you know an undock switch for me looks pretty good most of the time even even the games that do drop the resolution a little more than than what we expect so i i don't necessarily think they need to do much to you know to to give a give you a visual boost and and make things a lot a little snappier but i, I definitely do think that um, they're up to something this year yeah um, i'm looking forward to, to finding out more with uh with that one hopefully we're not too all, far off from like a direct or a partner showcase something just to get the 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 year really rolling right now because with like sony i'm kind of hanging out waiting right now we got returnal i think that's the yep. next game for them that's in march and that's kind of it i think <laughs> i was yeah, trying to we- figure out i'm like what's next for sony if returnal is in is in march i mean that game is looking better and better th- Every time I see it, like it looks more interesting to me than I thought it was going to be when they first showed it from yeah. Housemark. So I, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll pick that one up. But like, I, mean, I am looking ahead, and I, I have no idea what's going to happen for Sony this year now. Because originally I thought Ratchet would have been out next month or something. I thought we had been already talking. Yeah, about it. I think we all did, and, and you know, I, I think I predicted that it was coming out in February. Um, it just seems like things have been pushed a little more um i don't think there's anything to be concerned about but i do think that ratchet is probably more of a early summer game yeah um maybe april maybe april but i think you know at the start of the holiday um you know we may start to see um you know ratchet and some of these other games but i do think i think sony also is kind of getting their ducks in a row now you know with with this year um i think they obviously they have a lot of stuff that they they want to show us but it really now is you know what the pecking order is but yeah i mean i think ratchet ratchet always felt like a launch window game to me and i don't know if that's true anymore you know that would have been a really good one to have next to the system when it dropped i mean they had spider-man which was their like for everyone kind of game because demon souls wasn't going to be for everyone so spider-man was there but i feel like if ratchet was there next to spider-man instead of demon souls it probably would have gone over better with the like the mass market demon souls i think could have still come out like february or something and it would have been fine on its own but that certainly shows off what the, the PS5 can do in place of what Ratchet and Clank was doing, which was really showing what the PS5 could do with its SSD and all of this. I, I have to imagine that is that is probably like a May or, or June game for Ratchet and Clank. Uh, but they yeah. still have a lot of stuff that I guess is coming out this year. I, I mean, Gran Turismo is supposed to come out. Final Fantasy XVI is rumored to come out this year probably in the holiday, and then we saw God of War, God Horizon of War. Forbidden West, uh, and then there's still some other stuff that they will probably announce as well as we go along through. Maybe they have a state of play lined up for the end of February ahead of Returnal just to get stuff announced. I think there will be a state of play soon. I, I would say in the next four weeks. I mean, I think Sony needs to communicate. Um, they, they they have some questions that... Well, they have some answers they have to you know offer up. You know, People have have, have questions, even about hardware availability and just in general you know what's happening with the ps5 i mean it was obviously a very very strong start for them last year but yeah i do think that they will they'll tell us something here in the next couple of weeks yeah that'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see and then we have (laughs) then we, we do have halo infinite coming up at the end of this year and you know what i have to go back to this because this is i i, I really did i looked for that podcast that you me and nate had where we sat yep. down and recorded i couldn't find it i looked it's everywhere uh, maybe, maybe maybe it's better that you don't bring it up <laughs> hey you called it you called it you, you knew that halo infinite was not going to come out when it was supposed to it was just it, some rumblings i'd heard uh i i have some 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 developers that i know of and it's just just what i was hearing you know um I didn't have anything specific, but it just it just kind of felt like to me that it just didn't feel like it was going to come, you know, last year, and obviously it didn't. And obviously, 
the stuff that you also read in the media with regards to high profile departures and not just one or two people it just seemed like every couple of months there was you know a senior person or a vp or, or a, a producer or you know someone that had been with the company for a long time just kind of leave and you know coupled with what i was hearing on on from the developer side it just didn't sound like things were you know in a good place but it seems like now um things are a lot more stable and i just read today that they're going to start bringing out monthly updates for yep. infinite so that's that's awesome very positive so yeah i think um i think you know the the kind of the the gut check or the temperature check that they took to stop and say look we aren't anywhere close to releasing this game um and that you know that embarrassing trailer that they released unfortunately was, was yeah was was really what they needed um i see i thought i was going crazy because i saw it and i was like that didn't look that didn't look really like a next gen first party big budget game that that was i mean they they apparently spent like 500 million dollars creating this thing because of like the engine they built and yeah. they needed extra time halo missed halo is usually like what every couple of years a new one comes out or whatever and they skipped that that whole cycle to kind of put more time into this one and i remember they showed it and i was like that doesn't doesn't look like what I was expecting. And then there are people who are like, "Oh, it looked great, it looked amazing." I was like, "Are we, are we sure?" Because like when he's going, <laughs> when he's going up like the elevator lift, there was yeah. like lod popping and pop all this in, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, that I don't know. Something seems off about this whole thing. And it turns out, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was like because they actually sat down and explained how they were missing animation files and like uh, these different things for the characters. It was like one step to being basically just T-poses all, all over the place like <laughs> Cyberpunk was, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty bad. Like, I, when I first saw the trailer, I, I was I didn't look at the, the visuals maybe as much as some people did. I thought the gameplay was, like, was really good. You know, yes, and I was, I I was the like, good. I was kind of focused on what Chief was doing. He was kind of kicking ass, you know, uh, messing around with the grunts and everything and, and, you know, the different weapons and the grappling hook. And I was kind of into it. It kind of really gave me this, like og halo vibe like when they were playing through it so i i kind of liked it but i did subsequently re-watch it a couple of times after that and i was like "Ooh, it was really funny because they had some interviews with like aaron greenberg and some other people and uh the chat was not having it they were not happy at the time in like these different (laughs) interviews and live streams and like the host i'm trying to remember was like the host was like uh the chat's saying it didn't look good but i thought i thought it looked pretty good (laughs) and i I was like man if that was me interviewing i'd be like what was that what did you just show me (laughs) yeah well i'm I'm glad that they they're taking their time and they're not you know i'm glad that they didn't say we want this game out by springtime or something. Yeah. Give them, give them a few more months. I mean, this game needs a lot more polish. And look, I think delaying it a whole year, um, it was the right move. Obviously, with hindsight being twenty twenty, Cyberpunk was uh, yeah. was was a, a, a big example of why yep. you know just give it more time, man. Cyberpunk know, to, to... is basically the answer now. If a game gets if a game gets delayed, you go, do you want another Cyberpunk situation? They're like, <laughs> yeah. you know what, that's fine. And then they were like a year we're gonna take a year on Halo infinite everyone's like yeah that's fine after seeing <laughs> cyberpunk so i mean I'm, they'll I'm, probably, they'll do some flights and stuff over the over the course of the year for people to play it and everything so i am excited to see it i, I do think it will be um a good game um will it be game of the year probably not but i definitely think it will be in the conversation for for this year um i do wish they would you know not worry about the old gen versions of of that game yeah that comes up a lot uh, the xbox lot, one vcr if it's yeah so this game not coming out till holiday of 2021 that do we need an xbox one version of it that is the question the base model xbox one or can they just do series s and series x and be like you know what yeah that's what we're doing yeah i mean i think one of the best holiday deals would be 299 bundle you know for the series s plus halo multiplayer right um yeah or get the game plus the multiplayer you know for 2.99 that would be a pretty sweet deal so yeah i mean i do question whether they should worry about the old old gen stuff but hey you know they're, they're saying that they're gonna do it and you know if they're gonna do it then it can't be cyberpunk all over again it has to be has to be good right i must so. wonder if they could have because they've obviously split it up the multiplayer is gonna be on its own the campaign is gonna be on its own because the multiplayer is free i must wonder because generally like multiplayer especially for like a, uh, an arena shooter like Halo will be less demanding than maybe the vision they have for the campaign. Yeah. And it, that's going to be free for the multiplayer. I almost wonder if they're just like, you know what? Multiplayer will work on your Xbox one, uh, but campaign will just be a series 
exclusive yeah. thing or, or yeah, xCloud, possible. you know, something yeah. like that. Um, but but uh, I, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I think the the monthly updates is a really good thing, you know, that they're doing. And it kind of surprised me because, you know, Halo Infinite before the, you know, the infamous trailer that we saw, they kind of kept quiet about it for such a long time. Mm. You didn't really hear what was going on. All you heard was Chris Lee had left and, and you know, this person had left and, and it was just like, oh, what's what's happening here? So them showing us more of, of what's going on, I think, is is definitely a positive. Yeah, you called it. Uh, I can't believe I lost that that podcast. That was good. You had it right. I, I should have I should have found it and uh, posted it and been like, this actually happened uh, <laughs> like a year or two ago when MVG called it. Uh, uh, I, it. It doesn't give me any pleasure calling it, calling, calling <laughs> the, the delay of a, a game that I've been waiting for. I mean, they for put for it right on the years. back of the Xbox Series X box. <laughs> It's right on the back of the box. They had deals with like Monster Energy and all these places to like. Oh yeah, man. Microsoft with with that whole merch thing, man, and you know the Xbox Live cards now. They they've they've struck out a couple of times with you know getting things ready for retail that they had to go back on, which is which is interesting. Yeah, but that was uh that was about an hour MVG of the of the new podcast here. So I appreciate you joining me for this. I think it was a lot of fun. Got Thank some good you, topics in, some good good talking here. So we'll get you back on at some point. We're going to go through a, a couple of guests and have some fun here too. So, uh, But make sure you uh, let everyone know where they can find you. I'll yeah, also link think... down below to, in the in the description. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me on, John. Um, it's a badge of honor being your first guest, so thank you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Modern Vintage, YouTube Modern Vintage Game. I'm sure John will put the links down below. Mm-hmm. So you know where to find me if you yeah. want to get a hold of me check them out you got all kinds of cool stuff coming up i'm sure you just did that 2d or that it was a 3ds new 3ds ll video Mm -hmm. which was really cool so it's a fun video yeah very cool all right thanks everyone for joining us and i'll see you guys next time